with uh, Plot Points Podcast. My uh, my co-host uh, today, as is with a lot of uh, podcasts, is Christopher Styers. Hi, Chris. Hello, Mark. And uh, Chris is a very accomplished writer. He uh, has uh, seven or eight or ten or twenty novels written, a thousand short stories, at least fifteen hundred scripts. Is <laughs> am I close? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. <laughs> in there, absolutely. Uh, Chris and I met in writing class, God, years ago, decades ago, and um, we uh, we became very close friends. Um, I don't remember how we both got back in touch with each other because I dropped we dropped out of uh, each other's line of sight for a while. Um, yeah, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, I was uh, reading different articles on script writing, and I came across one that was written by you. Oh, there you go. Sure. Okay. And I reached out, and uh, we've been bothering each other ever since. Yeah, well, it's, it's been a wonderful, bothersome uh, relationship. So. Yep. Um, so let's see. So this week, this last couple of weeks have been really interesting. Um, for me personally, I just, uh, I'll just go tell the audience and you, I think we've talked, but I, I got honored here locally in Orange County by an organization, a trade organization, uh, for, for starting the Orange County Screenwriters Association and, uh, for teaching and everything. I, um, it was, it was amazing. I, as I said, when I went up to accept the award, uh, I mean, I know we're we're in an Irvine restaurant, but I felt like I was on the stage of the Academy Awards. It was very, very nice um, honor. I'll put the um, the uh, whatever they call it, the introduction in the show notes. But it was it, they were the Orange County Film Commissioner was honored. The the producer who was responsible for. Um, the Housewives, the Real Housewives of Orange County, um, a woman, uh, Ann Ganguza, who started VO Peeps, which is a, a voiceover organization quite well respected and known. Um, <clears throat> anyway, it was it was quite an honor. I, I felt, you know, I, every time I get one of these honors, I think, oh, my God, my career is over. You know, this is a retrospective. <laughs> And uh, several, my sis, couple of my sisters came to it, and um, a lot of my students and uh, people with uh, uh, the some of the board of director of Orange County Screenwriters Association. So I would just like to thank um, Art Kirsch and John Coleman, uh, who basically put this thing together. And um, I'm going to forget a couple people, but look, it was great. It was um, it was a wonderful evening. I had a great time, and uh, I was I was thrilled to be recognized for even my small contribution to uh, to this industry so and then um, yeah thanks thank you chris um and then so thursday no to wednesday this week i spoke at at uh, cal state fullerton at um victor fans uh writing classes and um i i'm going to pronounce her name wrong i uh because i i don't i'm not sure if i'm saying it correctly but a young woman uh, named Siong, I think is her name, Siong. Uh, hold on, Siong, Sio, Sio Yun, Siong yet, Sio. Gosh, I can't. Sio Yun um, walked up to me afterwards and handed me a bag and said, um, "This is for you." And I looked inside there, and there was two boxes of C's candy, uh, gift wrapped. And I said, 
oh, well, what's this for? And she said, well, I heard you, you got a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I didn't, want to, I didn't want to correct her. It wasn't a Lifetime Achievement Award because that really means my career is over. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, was, um, it was so sweet. And the, the, the gesture, I, I said, oh, my, I, have no, I, don't, I was speechless. I didn't know what to say to her. So, oh, gosh, here we go again. Seoyan, Seoyan, S-E-O-Y-U-E-N. Seoyan, I really appreciate the the, uh, gift, and thank you, Victor. Uh, Victor hadn't been teaching for quite a few years, and he went back into it, and I got to to speak to a a group of, um, you know, millennials who are pursuing Mm -hmm. uh, script writing uh, either as part of their MFA or um, as as a career. So it was a lot of fun. It's a great, great couple week, great month. All right. Um, anyway, so what have you been? Uh, what have you been up to? What have you been watching, Chris? Well, I've been watching uh, Madam Secretary, mm-hmm. the new season, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it like I always have. Uh-huh. And uh, I have gotten hooked on the Rookie. Yeah, uh, with uh, Nathan Fillion. Yes, and I liked him in castle and firefly too so yeah 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 great shows absolutely yeah yeah for me i've been i've been watching this really amazing show called fortitude on netflix Uh i'm sorry amazon prime Uh, i i think i mentioned if i haven't mentioned it before i'll mention it now i could not figure out and still can't quite figure out what type of show it is it, but oh, it's, okay. yeah, it's so interesting because usually I can pick something up right away. Now, of course, it has very eerie kind of trappings, but whether it's supernatural, uh-huh. science fiction, suspense, serial killer, I have no idea. Um, it's, I'm into episode six or seven or eight or whatever, and yeah. I'm still not quite sure what the show's about, but okay. it is really, really well done. Um, so I highly recommend Fortitude, but, um, I also want to mention not, we've talked about, this show on the podcast before, but it's been quite a while. This is when I think when Toby Walwork was, uh, was part of the original group of us. Uh Um, It's a show called happen Leonard and it's on Netflix. It's written by um, uh, uh, Jay. Let's see. What's his name? Joe R. Lansdale Lansdale L A N L A N S D A L E. Um, and it only went three seasons on Sundance, and then it was canceled. And I think it's probably the worst mistake Sundance has ever made. It is, it's really a great show. You would love this show. Um, uh-huh. You, it's so it's they they call it swamp noir or um, southern noir. It's just got okay. it's just amazing, and it has uh, people in it like. Um, if you've ever seen The Wire, the guy who played, um, uh, I can't think of the character's name, but uh, the actor is named uh, William, Michael Williams. Uh, he plays Leonard, and James Purefoy is Hap. And, ha- and James Purefoy was um, part of the he, was the, he was the serial killer in, uh, uh, he was in Rome, and he was the serial killer in, what the hell was the name of that show with, um, uh, Oh, the following with um, okay. uh, Kevin Bacon. So, mm-hmm. and the first season has Christina Hendricks in it. Uh, so, and then the second season has Tiffany Mack, a really terrific actor. Anyway, it, just really great show. Uh, 
So, but I've never seen anything like it. It's it's quite unique. All right, just to remind everybody, this is Plot Points Podcast. I know I didn't say it at the beginning of the uh, the, the podcast, but uh, my name is Mark Sevy. Uh, we and we are here with uh, Chris Styers, Christopher Styers, whose latest book, The Thurian Chronicles, is out uh, available on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, also, uh, you are working or you just turned in your, let's talk about the working stuff. You just turned in your draft or your rewrite or what is it, uh, edited, edit draft of, uh, your last, your, your latest novel? Yes. Yes. Okay. The edited and, uh, the editor in chief sent it on to the publisher who okays or puts the kibosh on, all books that come to their publishing house. Mm-hmm. So he's had it for a couple of weeks. The uh, editor sent me an email telling me that they're running behind on everything. So okay. don't, don't take that one way or another. Right. Okay. Oh, that's cool. That's That was nice of them to do. Yeah. That shows a lot of respect for you. Uh, obviously, if they're you know if they're concerned about how you're taking a perceived silence, um, that's, yeah. that's really amazing. So, um, one of these days, remind me because I keep forgetting. But I'd like to go through the process of what happens because f- uh, you know we should go through both the process of screenwriting and the process of uh-huh. novel writing. Uh, so let's yeah. do a podcast our next, either next one or the one after or toward maybe 2020. But let's talk about the, that process, uh, you know, yeah. what what's involved. Because I know y- you have experience in both, but mostly in film, or I mean in novels, in prose. And yeah. I have a little bit of experience in novels, but mostly, obviously, screenplays. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I am – is there anything else you're working – I know you came up with the – uh, an idea uh, or two for scripts? Are you working on anything like that? Yeah, I am working on uh, a new script idea and sci-fi horror. Okay. And I'm trying to get the setting and the suspense and the characters all set up. Mm-hmm. And uh, working on that and trying to come up with something that, you know, you haven't seen a thousand times before. Boy, is that, that is certainly a challenge. Yeah, definitely. No, but it cracked me up, too. At one point, I'd been, I worked on this little piece of dialogue between two characters. Mm -hmm. And I thought I ended it on a really cool line. I was watching the latest episode of Blue Bloods. Oh, no. And one of the characters said that exact line. (laughs) And I'm going, okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, boy, when that happens, that's just a kick in the behind sometimes because you feel, even if it, uh, even if no, even if it's unconsciously, you feel like, oh, my God, somebody stole or I stole or whatever. It's, it's. Yeah, it's yeah. hard hard to take. It really is. So, um, so I finished hopefully my book proposal. My it's a book on screenwriting, and I sent it to an agent. Um, yet uh, yesterday. So oh, I'm okay. I'm sure I'll I'll hear nothing back from them, or it'll be, geez, Mark, that's great. Give us five thousand dollars, and we'll take care of you. You know, something like that. <laughs> 
Well, but, this time of year too. It's, right, I've heard things tend to slow down in all industries. Well, entertainment industry. Yeah, I, I in fact the uh, the series uh, that I've had optioned is in kind of in limbo until January, mid January, because Hollywood shuts down in November, basically. Yeah. Uh, so. So, uh, so let me let me preamble what we're going to do with our top whatever they are movies. Um, I I went to find try to find a Thanksgiving movie to assign to my class. Uh, could not find one Thanksgiving one movie for that takes place during Thanksgiving that was anything that I wanted to assign, which I found interesting. I think that seminal yeah. Thanksgiving movie is still waiting out there to be written, and I think you know somebody should step into that. Um, yeah. I ended up with a John Hughes film, which is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And then, of course, that led me to want to do a profile of John Hughes. But um, yeah. So let me do the profile, and then we'll come back and talk about our Thanksgiving movies, okay? Okay. All right. So in if John Hughes hadn't been born, somebody would have had to invent him. In the 80s, John Hughes ruled Hollywood when it came to a 15- to 30-year-old demographic. And as his repertoire grew, he, grew, he ruled screwball comedies in the same way in the 90s and beyond. Born in 1950 into a comfortable middle-class life in Lansing, Michigan, Hughes channeled much of his teen years into film. He credits moving to Chicago for his inspiration for his first film efforts. He, in fact, met his future wife, Nancy Ludwig, there. In high school, he was a Rat Pack fan, you know, Sinatra, Dean Martin, those guys. And that certainly expressed itself in some of those teen comedies where groups of young misfits would go through two hours of drama and comedy. In fact, some of these teams became known as the Brat Pack. Hughes dropped out of college and sold jokes to several top-tier comedians of the time. He got into marketing and created several dynamic and well-known ad campaigns before he found his comedy groove. He became a regular contributor to National Lampoon, the magazine, and wrote a story called Vacation 88, which eventually became National Lampoon's Vacation. National, huh? Good movie. Yeah, really good movie. Yes, absolutely. National Lampoon's Class Reunion, which he wrote while still on staff at the magazine, became his first produced movie screenplay. But he had a few episodes of a TV show called Delta House, and oddly enough, was listed as a co-writer for a Nikola Tesla film. Reunion led to Mr. Mom starring Michael Keaton, and that got him into the really big times with the three-picture deal at Universal. Sixteen Candles in 1984, which marked his directorial debut, won him the Hearts of America, featuring many of the same Brad Pack actors who would go on to massive fame. Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Some Kind of Wonderful were banged out in quick succession, cementing Hughes' legacy as the Teen Whisperer. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, starring Steve Martin and John Candy, marked a slight shift in Hughes' work as he became a bit more mainstream in comedy and less teen-oriented. PTA still remains one of the better Thanksgiving movies. Home Alone was Hughes' biggest success. According to Wikipedia, it was the top-grossing film of 1990 and remains the most successful live-action family comedy of all time. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and Home Alone 3 in 1997 92 and 97, were also huge Hughes successes. John Hughes was a phenomenon who could roll out box office success like some people roll out rugs. Hughes wasn't failure-free, but his the exceptions proved the rule in his case. The two or three box office disappointments just made his successes even more outstanding. 
Hughes retired from Hollywood, the Hollywood rat race in 1994 and moved back to his beloved Chicago, where many of his films were set. Without warning, while visiting family in New York, Hughes had a heart attack and died. Many tributes have been made to Hughes, with writer-director Kevin Smith saying, basically my films are John Hughes movies with four-letter words. Which brings up what I think is a buried point. Hughes' films, uh, his successes were all PG-13. That's amazing. He had such incredible success without becoming profane, sexual, or snarky. M.H. Murray, who wrote the TV series Teenagers, said, I loved how John Hughes wrote teens. They were flawed in this genuine sort of way. Hughes was 59 when he died, with 51 writer credits, 23 producer credits, and eight director credits for his wonderful work. So now I know, I, I know even if you're not a Hughes fan, some of the movies that he did are on on your list. I, I'm not saying you are you are you on. I'm just saying there's the guy was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, there's there's John Hughes movies still making a lot of impact uh, today. I mean, you can see his influence. Yeah. Uh, Judd, Ap- Judd, Ap- Judd Apatow is definitely yeah. uh, the, the this generation's John Hughes. Um, but where where Hughes went teen, totally teen. Apatow goes well, and plus R R rated. Apatow yeah. is much more profane. But that's not that amazing yeah. that he wrote so many movies that were so hugely successful. Without getting yeah. into anything beyond a PG-13, I just find that outs- right. outstanding. So, okay, so uh, we are Plot Points Podcast, or uh, this is Mark Sevy. I am with my good friend and sometimes collaborator, Christopher Styers. Who, uh, whose movie, or I'm sorry, whose book, The Thurian Chronicles, is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, wherever fine books are sold. Now, have you ever? Uh, just a quick question occurred to me: Have you ever walked into a used bookstore and seen one of your books there? No, but it's also been a long time since I've been in a bookstore. In a used bookstore. Yeah, I'm going to check. I think I think that's an interesting. I, I think because I've seen my films. In you know uh, bargain bins, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Three dollars and under and stuff, and that's always a freaking weird feeling to look at your yeah. work uh, that that years later is now you know considered not not passe because I'm sure the work I'm sure you did and the work I've done are not really passe, but just the fact that they're in a, a bargain bin gives you kind of some pause. So. Yeah, but they were released on yeah, DVD. Well, Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. um, all right. Well, we're into um thirty minutes or close to that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up at this point. Um, without uh, we had a couple questions that uh, that we wanted to get to, but I think I'm just gonna wait on those and uh, call it a day. Uh, Chris, it's always a wonderful experience talking with you. Uh, if you don't know this about Chris, which I don't know. Uh, how you couldn't know if you read any of his work, but he's wildly creative. It, it, when we collaborate, when we sit down to talk about a story idea, he just comes up with the most amazing stuff, and we, we really work well together. Um, I have a tremendous ego. Chris has none. He he's perfectly willing to to, to you know to to do whatever he is best for the project. I'm going to sit there and argue yeah. argue with you, but Chris goes, okay, I like that. You know, so. Um, but that's a great thing about you. That's why I appreciate working with you so much is that, that, that seeming lack. I know you have an ego. I'm, I'm just kidding. I know you care deeply about all your work. 
but you're you're very accommodating. You're very easy to work with. You're just a lovely man. So uh, thank you again for for these years of friendship that we've had and uh, the collaborations that we've done have always been a joy. So thank you very much. Joy to me too, Mark. Good, good. I'm I'm glad I'm not uh, wearing on you like an old tire. So uh, okay, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> It's Chris. We'll bypass that. We're cutting that okay. out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to thank our audience for uh, hanging with us for uh, this is our sixty fifth episode, I think. This one, um, and it's been this has been a lot of joy and a lot of happiness for me. Um, it's a lot of work. I, I I won't lie to you, and I sometimes approach it with a really kind of grumpy attitude. But I've always enjoyed uh, the the experience of being being able to talk to people about this, this wonderful industry. We, and I'm, when I say industry, I'm saying writers period, not just screenwriters, but you know, prose writers, nonfiction writers, anything. It's just such a joy to be a writer. I'm sure Chris agrees. We, we both love yeah. this. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, Chris, uh, thank you again. Uh, it's been wonderful. We'll, we'll see you, uh, after Thanksgiving. Ho- uh, yes. I, I hope you have a great, uh, a great holiday if not, you know, you're, uh, if you don't have any plans, you know, you're always welcome to come down here and, and uh, sit with my family on Thanksgiving. That's always an option. Uh, Appreciate so, that. Yeah, well, I know you, all, you have plenty of friends and family out there, yeah. but um, if, you, if you find yourself at odds, uh, come on down to Orange County and we'll, uh, we'll put a seat at the table for you. So. Okay. Okay. So to everyone, happy Thanksgiving. Um, I wish you the best family uh, event you can have. And if for all of uh, for all of us here at Plot Points Podcast. Oh, I want to mention the phone number really quick because I keep forgetting to mention it. You can reach us using 919 scripts. That's a phone. Or you can go to plotpoints.com, which is a website. We're available on iTunes. Uh, I th- I've still yet to set up Spotify, but there's a whole bunch of places where you can hear the podcast. So, And, and if you're listening to it, obviously you found one. But um, if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to make, Negative or positive, we're, we're not, our, I mean, we do have egos, but they're not that fragile. So come and tell me what you like or you don't like. It's um, plotpoints.com. There's a contact page uh, on that website or 919scripts. That's uh, S-C-R-I-P-T-S. And for myself and Christopher Styers, be, be inspired, do good work. Yeah!